Hello and welcome to the Simple Politics podcast. We've had a short break from our weekly podcast um, as we've been up to various holiday things. And also there's not been a huge amount of politics going on, uh, but we're back now. So yay. I'm Charlotte. I am keeping Kobe's seat warm for a couple of weeks um, whilst he's away. Um, but don't worry, he will be back. And it's a bit of a different podcast this week. Um, so we're going to chat through what's happened so far this summer in our top five posts. Now, don't forget that if you enjoy this podcast, you can see us all do it live in London as part of the London Podcast Festival in September. And if you don't enjoy this podcast, you could come along anyway to throw tomatoes at us if you want. I just mean, I don't advise that, yeah. but yeah, just, you know, you just just come. You might, you might actually enjoy it in 3D. Um, so yeah, come along. You can meet us uh, and see what really happens when we record. Live bloopers are always fun. Tickets are available through the link in the bio and on all of our socials, always. Okay, so with that done, Tatten, Diane, hello. 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 I'm so Well, no, it's because I'm still in summer mode. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm all that's, laid back. That's fair. That's, see, me and Tatten have both had holidays and breaks and stuff. And Diane has been basically keeping simple politics running throughout that whole time. Sorry, Diane. I know it's cool because there's been no parliament. So it's been, it's <laughs> been, you know, different, different, I think is a good word. <laughs> we've been yeah. t- we've been talking about how, yeah there's no parliament mm. and there's no um we've been saying there's no politics but we're going to talk through the f- five top posts and there's some really strong themes coming through there's a lot of politics kind of bubbling along we're hearing lots of stories about a minister has told a journalist this and mm. sources close to the sky news or BB or whoever say yeah. this and there's a lot going on if you just look under the hood a little bit, and when those things pop up, people are really engaging with them. And we're going to see all the themes we're talking about right now coming through all the way to December and beyond. Yes, exactly. It's a particularly quiet summer, isn't it? Because the past few summers in Parliament have been quite busy, leadership elections, COVID, etc. Mm-hmm. Next summer will be super busy with run-up to general elections. So I think a lot of people are taking the opportunity to have a bit of a holiday. But as you say, there's still stuff going on. So Tatten, do you want to start us off with our fifth most popular post of the summer so far? Sometimes I think that that, that my life is a mess, right? And I think that I'm incredibly incompetent. And then I look at stuff the government does <laughs> and I just feel a whole lot better. Okay, the Bibby Stockholm is a barge that they that they're going to fill with five hundred um, male adult male asylum seekers, and it's going to be great. It's a really good way of doing it because they they are okay facilities. They're not luxury, but everyone's got a bed. Everyone's got bathrooms. Everyone's got there's a little gym. You know, it's 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 basic, but that's the point. It's there to save money rather than have them in hotels. It's there to provide a setting where they can wait for their 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 result, wait for their appeal to go through, wait for, 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 for their judgment. And that, you know, depending on your ideologies, that's a reasonable plan. Give them something, there we go. It hasn't necessarily gone brilliantly. <laughs> uh, lots of people refuse to move in. 
and lodged and uh, care for Calais is a charity who lodged lots of repeals and who and stopped people moving in. So eventually they managed to get a grand total of 39 people on board and made lots of noise about how it's going. Oh, the, the rest are all coming. 39. This is out of 500. So they've got 39 on board and the government were like, well, we're off here. This is all... It's, it may not look great, but we're, we're smashing this. 39 people. Well done, us. And then it turned out the water's poisoned. And so they had to get all 39 back off the boat again. And I don't, I mean, back into hotels, presumably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's two other barges, but they can't find anywhere to dock. So they've been sent back. I mean, it's chaos. Yeah, it is, it's not it a good is. PR story, is it, at all, for this? <laughs> <laughs> They can't even organize a boat trip. Mm. Like, <laughs> that, whatever you think about, whatever you think about the original policy, and as I say, you can agree or disagree on that. It's been handled spectacularly badly by the government. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. And that there's now the question of who knew what when, mm. with when it comes to all the Legionella and stuff. So. But we are being told... I'm sure told, we'll be talking about this for a little while longer. No, Sorry, no, it's going to be done. We're being told that very shortly well, everyone's going to move in. So they're all 500 mm. going to be in and it's all going to be fine, probably. Yes. We'll see. Watch this space. I'm sure this is something we'll be updating on in future podcasts. Okay, Diane, what was our fourth most popular post of the summer? Okay, uh, this is a really interesting one. So this is about protests. Rishi Sunak and his family, like like most other people this summer, um, announced they were going on, on holiday. Um, so they took off for the family holiday. Literally the day after, pretty much, because the family weren't at home, and, and that was common knowledge, um, Greenpeace went to his family home in North Yorkshire and staged a protest by climbing on the roof really early morning and then unfurling a big, massive, massive, massive piece of um, this like oil black cloth to represent oil um, because the whole protest was around Rishi Sunak and his government had said they will grant some more North Sea oil and gas licenses. And they had said that, so the protest was about that. The reason that the government said they will do that is because they believe it's better and actually less of a carbon footprint to keep extracting from UK energy supplies rather than import until such a day as we don't need any more oil and gas. So, uh, you know, we're heading towards that day, but we're not there yet. We will still need oil and gas for the next, you know, 10 to 15 years, whatever. So why import that from what they they said in their press release was hostile, other hostile countries. We're talking about Russia here, you know, when we could potentially still mine in the North Sea ourselves. So that's the rationale for it. Not everyone agrees with that. People say we should be transitioning now, we should be setting up the green energy stuff now, and hence the protest. But it was a really interesting one because not only the reasons behind the protest, but the fact that it was at someone's house raised a few eyebrows. You know, our politicians is number 10 fair game, but but maybe not your actual house where your family live. And in the end, Downing Street put out a statement saying it had crossed a line for them and they won't be negotiating with Greenpeace or they won't 
they won't bring Greenpeace to some of their discussions. Now, I'm not sure that necessarily holds because Greenpeace are massive, you know, in, in terms of this whole green conversation going forward. Um, but it's certainly what the spokesperson said at the time after the event. So, yeah, really um, a really interesting event. And then the knock-on effect of that as well. I mean, for me, the um, the idea of protesting at someone's house is uh, it's not cool. Like, how did security let them in? Like, it just—I don't think it's cool. But then, but then, obviously, protesters ever since the suffragettes said "deeds, not words," mm. protesters have have every single protest group talks about "deeds, not words." Mm. Every single one, and some of them, you're like, "Dude, you're not the suffragettes," but they all use it. And they will say, we'll do what we can. He wasn't there. We knew he wasn't there. Yeah. We didn't put anyone at danger. We, you know, so it, it's, it's, it's a difficult one to, to, to call. I think what I would, what I would like to pop up and talk about here is green mm. policies in general, because this is, this is one of the stories of the summer. And again, we're going to hear it loads and loads coming up because in order to go, Net zero. And by the way, just uh, I don't know if anyone knows, uh, I've got a new book coming out on the 7th of September. It's called Politics But Better. And it's an A to Z of ways we can do things. And Z is zero, net zero. I think I found a way of putting the Z first. <laughs> zero net. Probably. Um, zero comma net. Zero comma net. And it's all about this because everybody agrees that we need to get to net zero. Mm. Everybody agrees. Yeah, that. absolutely. Like look at the fire. Every, everyone mm. knows climate change is mm -hmm. real. Everyone knows it's going to be a problem for us, a bigger problem for our children and a, just an overwhelming chaos for their, for their children. Right? Like this is, this is real and it's happening. It's happening now. Everyone agrees that. And then when someone says, and so you're going to have to change your lifestyle, everyone says, Nope, mm. not going to do it. So we need to we need to find ways without we need to make real sacrifices. We need to agree as a nation. Like there's been talk about a referendum, and I'm down with that. So that we can have a conversation about what we're prepared to sacrifice for for climate change. Because at the moment, every time, every time anything, look at you, Les, in London, yeah. every time anything comes around that actually requires change, no one likes it. And so Sunak's backing down, maybe it's quite complicated, is he, we don't know, backing down from his green pledges. Keir Starmer is doing kind of the same thing. And it's where are we going to draw the line? What are we going to do when something is necessary? Mm. It's, I mean, these are big questions. They're, they're big yeah. questions. Yeah. And on ULEZ, for example, you know, they've had to go bigger on the in incentivizing, haven't they? They've had to say, you know, scrap scheme's mm. going to get better. Everything's going to get better. But obviously there's not an unlimited pot of money to incentivize people to, you know, start getting their old boiler out you know there's just not the unlimited to take the full hit of that for everybody so yeah and that's the thing there are things the government can do by spending mm. I mean we don't hear much from insulate Britain anymore mm, um, but insulating homes mm -hmm. is a real way to do it but the government doesn't have the money I mean they do but they don't yeah. I mean there is money in the government but you know the NHS kind of needs some of that and like, 
where do you find the money to, to, to insulate, to repair people's boilers, to subsidize people getting cars? All these, these are kind of the carrot factors that a government can mm-hmm. do, and we don't have to do anything. We don't have to sacrifice mm-hmm. anything. So mm-hmm. we also need to talk about the stick factors. Yeah. And that's, that's hugely important, and it's going to be a really big issue in the general election next year. Yeah. So a lot of those stick factors are opportunities, aren't they? We talk about sacrifices and changes, but there's actually a lot of opportunities in changing. Like getting more renewable energy would mean we have smaller energy bills. That's a good thing, but it's getting the investment to get there. So yeah, I mean, it's expensive. It's not isn't all it? about sacrifice, but well, it's just difficult times, isn't it? Let's move on. Uh, Tatton at three, we have something. A little different. <laughs> yes, in at three. So I got back from uh, from holiday from France, went to Centre Parks in France, and to get home because of EasyJet, I had to get up at three o'clock UK time, and I flew flew home and uh, got to my desk and was very tired and sort of DMs and there was DMs in there being crossed that we made a typo and i went that's really annoying don't be a cross with us and i stormed out a post <laughs> that was that was angry and uh i sent it to diane diane was like meh whatever <laughs> <laughs> and i thought well so do you diane i'm posting it anyway um and then uh it got like 20,000 likes and like loads of comments. And I was like, oh, I was just being a bit grumpy. Can we go back to my politics? <laughs> um, but people, like, I've had friends text me, like, people, like, a friend text me the other day I haven't seen for literally, what, six, seven years, being like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry you suffered that abuse. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, I did suffer that abuse, except there, <laughs> hmm, except basically it's Charlotte does the DMs, not me. And there was only a few of them, but I can't tell anyone that now because I've written this thing. And yeah, no, it's a secret. It's just our secret, secret listener, you and me. And and I don't really know what to do about the success of this post. Mm. Um, just it's, it's and, bask like, in its warm glow that everyone said it's all cool. You do a great job. You're human. Or, uh, you know, cling on to those messages. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, Gemma Styles liked that post. Ah. And it's not, well, well but, but come That's on. That's Harry Styles' sister for. Come on, famous sisters. Oh, like, why aren't the famous sisters liking the other posts? <laughs> this is, you know, oh, like. The- uh, no, I like no. First of all, uh, Gemma Stars is a very successful person in her own right, and she's not defined by her brother's success. Um, Apologies, and, and 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 also, it actually shows something that's nice about SP. Something I'm proud about with SP is that is that we are the three of us, and we can post about being us. And there are lots of pages that have sprung up since we started about politics or whatever, but they they just have to put those flashing. Um, flashing light emojis and tell you that something's breaking when it's probably not and we can just get cross and people go oh well done for being mm. cross <laughs> did, some, did someone get up a bit early this morning <laughs> no i think it's a useful reminder because a lot of people i think think we're more than just three people mm. and i mean we're not even i mean i'm not here all the time and even when i am working i'm not necessarily 
awake and competent if it's before 2 p.m. Mm. So I mean, very you know. rarely competent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. I mean, this, this, this isn't our first rodeo with typos, to be fair. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God, no. We get them all the time. It's... Um, yeah, it's just that Tatton was on DMs that, that day. I mean, I wasn't no. really. I was just so tired. Well, you know, I was just poking about at <laughs> the desk. I was like, uh, what am I doing here? I wonder what's in the DMs. <laughs> so basically, if I got there first, maybe. But I was hungover for my sister's wedding, so I have an excuse. And that is how we roll. Yes. Um... <laughs> I have an excuse. Anyway. I have an I excuse. Think- I'd been drinking. That's my excuse. <laughs> Brilliant. That's such a professional thing to say, Charlotte. <laughs> As I had, to be fair, I'd booked that day off. So <laughs> it was it was perfectly professional. I might, just, I if might, I hadn't I might been on holiday that, that day. I'm going to put that on your, uh, on your resume. I had an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> I was hungover. <laughs> On holiday, except (laughs) in my dad's box room, but still not the best holiday. Diane, I think we're moving on to the offending post. The the very, the very post. Wow. Okay. This is the second most popular liked and the first in terms of comments. So if we were going by comments alone, by engagement alone, this, this would be number one because there were over 1600 and it was rising uh, you know that's probably gone up even more because the amount of times we can see when people share our posts and stories the amount of times this story has been shared is huge absolutely huge and it was that the government on a on an otherwise very quiet sunday decided just to confirm that they're going to bring in new rules for england only so that new so this is only brand new buildings, but brand new public and commercial buildings will need to have separate male and female toilets. Okay. And um, it was very under the radar. No one else really picked it up, but but we did um, and thought you guys w- would like to know about it. And you really, really did. I have to say, if I'm summarizing the the tone of the comments, I don't think anybody particularly... And okay, the majority of 99% of the comments were that this was a non-issue for people, that they, you know, it's not something that is going to be a vote winner with our SP audience. It's not something that is a priority for, for our audience, for the people who commented. Um, in fact, they were surprised that it was the government's priority at the minute with with a lot of other things going on so that was the general tone i would suggest Mm. that these things gather momentum Mm. i would suggest there are people who agree with this Mm. and if you what if you're looking at the comments and they're 99 like you say diane saying that this isn't an issue it's hard to then pop up and say Mm. i think no do you know what i like having my my female only Mm. loo like i like that um, I don't want men hanging around while I'm doing my makeup in the mirror or whatever, whatever else it is. I'm not an expert at women's loose, but I, I imagine I, that's what I see in the films. It's all the women doing their makeup uh, in the mirror. Um, but that, but there will be people who say, yeah, that's what I want. I want that space. And I know that, so this, this post had 16, 
hundred comments. It was also liked by tens of thousands, mm. I think. So those comments are a small proportion mm. of even the people who liked it, let alone the people that read it. It went, I mean, you know, over like over a hundred thousand people, more than that, two hundred thousand, I don't know the figures, would have read it, would have seen it. And it's important to remember that the SP commentariat don't necessarily reflect the majority view of SP followers. And I think it's important to understand where this policy is coming from, as well as saying, you know, Kemi Badenoch isn't an idiot. Like, she's not just wandering around pointing things out and going, oh, let's change that. There is, the, the government feel there is an appetite for this. The government thinks this is the right thing to do. And the government, I mean, clearly, presumably they do think it's a vote winner. Mm, just it, it, not on the now, internet demographic, I don't think. I, yeah. Sure, sure. Mm. But I think, yeah, it's a really interesting topic. Mm. And these things, again, these, I mean, if you want to use the word culture wars, I mean... I don't know, like, I don't know how many people this actually affects. I don't know how much this rise in gender-neutral toilets that that, that, that Kevin Badenoch's talking about is it, it, real. I mean, I saw, when I was at the National Theatre a, a month or two ago, and uh, they've got plenty of male and female loos and a gender-neutral loo. Mm. And you can use yeah. whatever you want. And that's great, I think. And that gives everyone the choice. But they're a big building. So they can afford to have, they've got 10 loos over across the space. I mean, however many they've got. So they, they can do that. And also, you know, the arts is quite a avant-garde. It's quite an avant-garde place and it's good, good for all that stuff. Anyway, I was I keep saying this podcast, the issues we've seen this summer are the issues are going to get, going to mm. snowball as we go through. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, and, and they clearly think this is a vote winner. Mm. And if people don't like it, they're going to have to make sure they're registered to vote mm. because you can vote against it too. So, Tatton, our most popular post this summer. Take it away. I mean, this, uh, this, this, this was some um, something that uh, made <laughs> made me uh, hang my head in shame about our country. And in fact, there's a typo in this uh, in this because uh, I saw the story mm. on my mobile uh, when I was at a friend's for a dinner party. Well, just for some supper, really. And uh, said, oh God, I've got to do an update on this and taps it on my phone and sent it out. And there's a typo. And um, it was fine. There was a few people who got cross with it because I wasn't No one knows how to spell diarrhea. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, maybe um, that could be right. I could be wrong. <laughs> uh, so, this is a story where the World Triathlon Series, these are elite athletes, were sent out to swim uh, in the scene is Sunderland, and like nearly 60 of them got DNV. They, uh, they were, yeah, because, because there were E. coli, high E. coli rates, which means there was shit in the water. We can't host elite athletic events without making them swim in shit. It's uh, the state of it, the absolute mm. state of it. I live by the sea. We regularly can't swim because we've got red warnings online about 
not swimming because it's rained a little bit and so the, the the southeast water or southern water whichever one it is just pumps shit out and it's and it's miserable i just don't swim in the sea anymore because i just don't trust it and yeah a world class athletics event i just mm. it's incredible it's incredible how bad we are at this yeah it's a bit embarrassing it is. isn't it and it's an infrastructure thing as well isn't it because um god we talk all the time about and you really want to like every bit of you wants to say the right thing to do is to find the the water companies but also we want them to fix it's a real aging system the water system you know there's so much of it is broken as well and leaks and all sorts so yeah we want both we want, <laughs> we want mm. you know yeah tricky really tricky and probably another big topic that will keep coming up keep coming up general keeps election. coming up so that was our top post except technically wasn't Ooh. because since diane wrote the script yesterday we had an even bigger post diane do you want to talk about no that? no charlotte you you do it it was your post go for it oh <laughs> um so basically it was uh about the women's world cup or the world cup depending on how you prefer your wording <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we've made it through to the finals it's the first time that a senior team has made it through to the final since 1966 um, I actually watched this and I don't normally watch any kind of sport so it was big oh it was glorious I was um I'm, I'm moving house and just I'm surrounded by boxes and I'm surrounded by clearing stuff. And uh, the wonderful Katie was uh, clearing stuff. And I was like, I'm watching football. I'm taking, I'm taking two hours out and I'm watching football. And she came and sat, you know, it was, it was such a good game. And just watching them all celebrate at the end. I mean, uh, yeah, I was in tears. It was just, it was, it was amazing. And, and on Sunday, mm-hmm. we have the opportunity to absolutely make history. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh god I can't wait Yeah, I am I actually planning wait. to go to a are venue you? where other people are to watch sports which is it's historic <laughs> for me <laughs> oh, <brilliant. laughs> I never thought I'd whatever be doing happens whatever. you'll be made <laughs> yeah. I mean I, you know I'm, no, I'm um, Northern Irish but I'm very very fingers crossed for the Lionesses on Sunday oh. yeah they're just, they're just wonderful. Uh, actually, actually, as we've got to the end of the podcast, I'm going to share my news. I mentioned the wonderful Katie. Mm-hmm. Uh, while we're away, uh, she unbelievably, ludicrously <laughs> um, has agreed uh, to marry me. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. Oh, congratulations. Um, once, thank you very much. It's all, it's all rather lovely. So it's a big year for you, Tatten. Engagement, moving house, and I believe you have a book out on the 7th of September. Is that correct? Oh, gosh. Did, did I not tell you? I'm I, so I've, sorry. I've heard some rumours, which is why I wanted to check with you if that yeah, was yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Politics But Better is out on the 7th of September, and it's the best writing I have ever done. And you might be thinking, well, that doesn't say very much. <laughs> but uh, it's still, it's still, it's great. Like, I, I love it because it's, 26 short chapters so you don't i don't know if you've ever bought a politics book um and then got home and gone oh god i'm never gonna read that Mm, yeah Um, yeah no i have well this is (laughs) this is very very easy 
pick it up, read a chapter, you know, have a look at my zero net. Zero, zero, I can't remember how I put it. Um, <laughs> let me look. Uh, I said, oh gosh, I said zero <laughs> emissions. Oh, yeah. Clever. There clever, we go. Clever me. Um, no, like it's fun. I mean, it's, it's like, it's what we do. It's talking about very serious things in a light and funny way. And yes, it's great. It's really, it's really, really great. Um, you should, and it's available right now on Amazon, on, on Kindle. Uh, if you go to Amazon, you can get it on Audible as well, where I'm reading a book. Um, so I can read you a little story. That's nice. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, it's available at Waterstones. You can pre-order it at any of your favorite books. If you go to SP's Instagram or my Instagram, there's a link to buy it from to pre-order it for my local independent bookshop where I will sign and dedicate. I've got to spend next week signing and dedicating books, which I'm really excited to do. Yeah, just pick it up. Amazing. So that's out on the 7th of September. And then a week after that, as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, we're going to be in London doing the podcast live. So don't forget to get your tickets for that. In the meantime, we'll be back next week. Next week, we'll be looking ahead at what's going to happen when Parliament comes back from its summer break. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be a good one. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, I say that not having a clue what's going to happen in the future, but Diane's good at that stuff. So if she says it's going to be good, then it will be. (laughs) Party conferences and elections. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, King's Speech. Well, they're going to play. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I'm so yeah. funny. In the um, comments, anyway. <laughs> he's going to get, get popcorn. <laughs> Big screen at the end. All right, we should end this before I make any more terrible dad jokes. So, um, Diane Tatton, thank you very much. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. And yes, yeah, see you next bye, week. Everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 bye, bye. just heard a stripped media production hi my name is Kay Adams and to be honest I'm not so good with the aging process so I enlisted my old chum the filter-free Cara McKenzie to advise could you imagine being a porn star the room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off to be honest she's not much help but she is rather amusing And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.